This is the Portland Real Estate Podcast, your number one place for anything you need to know about the Portland real estate market, along with in-depth interviews from our local real estate industry experts. Now, without further ado, here are our hosts, Tucker Merrihew from TTM Development Company and Steve Nassar from Premier Property Group. All right, guys, welcome to episode eight of the Portland Real Estate Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for joining us and listening to what will be an absolutely amazing episode. We've got a fantastic guest on, kind of a different format this week. We're not going to go too much into what's going on with me and Steve. And the reason being is because we've got such a special show for you and we've got a guest, somebody that I've heard a lot about. I actually had the uh, good fortune of being able to have lunch with him and Steve this week. And we're going to talk about not only what he's got going on, but also a fantastic group of real estate professionals that I've dubbed him the godfather of. So, Steve, why don't you uh, take it away and let our audience know who we got and what we're going to talk about. Sounds great. Thanks, Tucker. I uh, am excited for not only today's interview, which I think is going to be fantastic because we're going to get a lot of the backstory to something that I think a lot of our listeners are very familiar with. Drum roll, please. But also... We are going to have an ongoing segment based on exactly what we're talking about today. And we'll go a little bit further into that. But to get right to it, I have here with us Joe Fastolo, who is another real estate professional here in the wonderful city of Roses, along with us. He's actually a very accomplished realtor, but he's also the owner of a very rock-solid company here in Lake Oswego. It's Soldera Properties, very reputable, wonderful organization. I've had the privilege of not only working with Joe on several transactions, but also several of his other agents. They're just a top-notch organization and just really do things the right way and have a beautiful office here just down the road from ours. For those of you who aren't quite yet as familiar with Joe's other background and some other stuff that he has going on. He is also, as Tucker said, the godfather of Masters in Real Estate, which is a online Facebook group dedicated solely to real estate professionals. I think the vast majority are realtors, but there's also a slew of lenders and other service providers, escrow people, contractors, you name it. Anybody that's affiliated with real estate industry that gets past Joe is allowed into the group. And it's a forum unlike any other. I myself am fairly new to it. I've been around it for probably about seven months. I was introduced to it by one of my preferred lenders. You know, In one of our conversations, he goes, hey, are you on the Masters in Real Estate? And I said, no, I don't think I am. He said, you got to get on that group. Some of the best conversations in real estate in real time with professionals across the city are happening there in front of your eyes. You can chime in. You can watch. It's just an amazing, amazing forum. So let's get right into it, Joe. First, give us the background of the forum and the group. Tell us when you started it and why you started it. I will do. First, I want to give you guys props. I appreciate you having me on the Portland Real Estate Podcast, and I always love to be part of anything that helps spread education, professionalism, ethics throughout the community. So I see a lot of commonalities between my Facebook group, Masters in Real Estate, and what you're doing on your podcast. To answer your question, it takes us back a few years, and it really wouldn't be the story if I left anything out, but I'm going to do it New York style and kind of just give you bullet points. Around 2008, we were in a completely different market, and it just 
it was so tough to get anything done. And the sellers were upside down and the buyers wanted to steal houses. And I wasn't really happy with the ethics or professionalism of the realtors in our industry. And I read something and it was listing about 100 professions in what the public perceives their trustworthiness. And it was a little of everything. It was doctors and lawyers and lenders and realtors and politicians and car salesmen. And I was shocked to find out that realtors were very, very low on that list. And then I had to like take a look and think, does the general public have a right to believe this? I mean, are we as professional as we can be? And I didn't see it. So moving forward, I had my what I call my Jerry Maguire moment. And I thought, yes, I can work on my own professionalism, my own knowledge, my ethics, and try and increase it. But that doesn't help me when I'm in a transaction with someone who may not be. And anytime you're in a transaction, if any of the players, any one of them isn't professional, you're going to have a difficult time. And that could be either broker, it could be the inspector, the appraiser, the lender, the escrow person, it, it could be anyone. And so at that moment, I decided to create the first forum I knew about that is for realtors and real estate related services. And our focus is trying to increase our knowledge, our ethics, our professionalism by 20% every year. And I want to raise everyone up by their bootstraps and make it a place where we're looked at as an esteemed profession. And what the group focuses on is not only ethics, but it talks about the law. We talk about new form changes. We talk about vendors who we use regularly and vendors to stay away from. We talk about technology. We talk about websites. We talk about procedure. So it's all benefit and no personal promotion. So a couple quick follow-up questions for you here, Joe. So you had not seen such a forum anywhere else in any other market. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, what's awfully cheap and easy to do is create a group. People post their listings. People post their buyers they have that are looking. I have not seen anything like this group, and that's why I created it. And it is very well policed, and um, we're going to go into that further. But let's just talk a little bit more about the overall success of the group. First of all, what is the number of members that you have here and now today? We have just over 2,000, and it's, like I said, realtors, real estate-related businesses, you know, lawyers, title people, lenders, home warranty people. I don't know exactly how many are realtors and how many are everything else, but I would suspect more than half are realtors, and I don't want it to get too big. I think when groups get too big, they can run away from you, and I'm not looking to be the biggest. I'm looking to be the most productive. Yeah, we talked at lunch, and you had mentioned the fact that you know there isn't necessarily like a production number you have to hit to join the group, but you look at people more in terms of they're a true professional. Like you look at their Facebook profile, you look at their wall, you, you check them out, you make sure that they're legitimately in this business, they're doing this business every day so that they can be a great contributor to the groups. So you're trying to not grow it and be the hugest group on Facebook, but the most quality group for what you have. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good segue into kind of the benchmark of getting in. 
first and foremost, I need to know that someone is a realtor or real estate related business. And the first way to go about that is friend me on Facebook. And that way I can see where you work and how long you've done it. Furthermore, if I need to get in touch with you in the future, I can easily message them. So it all starts with friending me first. I also do take a little look at what's on their wall. And if it's full of nonsense, I don't know that it would be uh, something that would make me want to approve them in a professional group like Masters in Real Estate. Well, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, if, if they're going to put some, and we talked about some crazy stuff in our lunch, but if they're going to put some crazy, crazy stuff on their wall, it doesn't usually stop at their wall, and they're probably going to be a distraction to any group they're in as well. Yeah, it's true. So after they pass the test, they're my friend. I, I look, verify what they do. Sometimes I call people, hey, do you know this person? What can you tell me? And then after they are approved, I send them another kind of a standardized copy-paste thing, and it says, I approved you for master's in real estate. Welcome. You must read the rules prior to posting anything. Now, we have a lot of members who go there just to lurk. They just sit there, read the topics, and they absorb it like a sponge, and they learn a lot. And that's fine. You don't really have to know a lot of rules if you're not going to post. But if you're going to post, you need to know the rules, which are no personal promotion for yourself, no advertising of listings, no haves and wants. I have a buyer that's looking for this. There's no recruiting for your company of any kind, even looking for assistance or other realtors or whatever. There's none of that. I want it to be about concepts and theory and law and things of value. I don't want someone to go in and schlep whatever they're schlepping. So... Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a place to get great advice and not a place to, you know, market your listings. I mean, there's other great platforms for that, but this is a platform meant to have high quality conversations between real estate professionals. And one thing we talked about in that regards, Joe, which I really understood and appreciated was that ideally, now you don't forbid or disallow or, or you know, remove people for short term type questions, but they're not your ideal situation. They're not your intended usage of the forum, even though, you know, they happen. In other words, and you use the example, you know, I need a carpenter or a rush contractor for a rush job tomorrow at 10 a.m. You know, that's one of those questions, as you mentioned, that it's here today and it's gone tomorrow and it didn't really add a lot of long-term value, you know, in theory to the entire group, whereas a more long-range, broad question that is going to impact somebody three months or more could have that. And talk about that a little bit. Well, I understand when the market's crazy, people get booked solid. Contractors, especially inspectors, we got to get them there within the inspection period. And sometimes when your favorites are all jammed up, you might have to ask for, give me a good professional inspector for the West Side or, hey, I need this contractor. So that does have a place, but it's not very interesting, and it doesn't really necessarily go beyond today. So we ask a lot of open questions in this forum to hear the best from the best, and what would you do in this scenario, or I'm experiencing this, or what do you think these law changes are going to do to us? It's something that everyone can chime in and give their two cents. So I would prefer the questions to be more about what we do day in and day out that helps us educationally and professionally 
maybe uh, save us some steps along the way, some intuitive apps or websites or tools that might help. But just getting some digits isn't really that exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can benefit the one person potentially two people, the the person needing the number and the person that has that number. But there's 2,000 other people that may not have benefited as much from that. Whereas service providers in general, I've seen some topics that cover that. And I I see more value in that because then they're not asking for a here and now, I need this tomorrow and I may never need it again. They're saying in general, I need, I think one that I saw recently was about signpost companies. You know, who are you guys liking for signpost companies? I'm using one now that I'm not very pleased with and I'm looking to make a move, which brings up another issue that we can go into, and that's about names and actual mentioning good or bad of people by name or businesses by name. You mentioned that it's a forum to talk about service providers and the good and the bad. Talk to us about your beliefs with regards to that and mentioning people by name. Well, usually where all the venting comes from is from a transaction. And if you look at a transaction, there's you know a minimum of seven or eight different parties that are working this transaction with the same goal. So it's very common that someone will have a problem with a particular lender, a fellow realtor, an inspector. And I think it's good to know, but there's a fine line. I don't want to open up Pandora's box. I think just like vendors, everyone, it's important to know the professional ones and the good to use. Also, we should know the people who are not professional and we should avoid. Now, I know there's carryover when you have a bad transaction. What the group can help with is we can help with the situation. This isn't a place to air out your dirty laundry and to vent just to make yourself feel better. But if there's something intuitive and productive in the question or the story, how could we have done this better? Do you know of a different way to make this happen? It needs to have some kind of value. And in this case, I don't want the realtor or the real estate company mentioned because that will turn into a mutiny very, very quickly. So one thing I tell lots of people before posting something, if it's somewhat ambiguous as to the rules, private message me and ask me first. I love it when people do that. If there's any question of any of your content, naming someone or a real estate company or a different company in not in favorable light or posting something that might be borderline promotion or an advertisement, absolutely send me a private message. And the people that do that, I'm probably a little more lenient with because at least they took the effort to ask. So I would, moving forward, I would love everyone to talk to me if they have something that they're unsure of. Yeah, I think that's a great way to go. I mean, it's just it just keeps the quality of conversations high, which is the whole idea behind you starting the group is that it's a great resource that doesn't exist. It's not a bitch fest. It's not a place to market listings. It's it's a resource that is, you know, has a lot of value and and that's what makes it such a great thing to be a part of. Yeah, and it's also your policing of it and so regimentally ensuring that quality by not allowing people to post listings and not allowing people to self-promote and not allowing people to recruit is without question why you have built so much tremendous momentum. I mean, to go in just a few short years to 2,000 members, I mean, I know in 
the city of Portland or its surrounding areas. I think there's a total, I, I forget the exact number. I know it's somewhere eight, nine, ten thousand realtors. Yeah. It's probably growing like crazy right now because of just the market we're in. And obviously there's other service providers besides that, but it's just such a large segment. I know from my various times that I've been near the site or on the site or, you know, just on Facebook and seeing something come through. I recognize so many names, and when I actually fish around, I mean, I, there's few people that I'm acquainted with that aren't affiliated with the site. So it, it really has gained a lot of momentum, so much to a point that I can't imagine a scenario, short of Joe completely screwing it up, <laughs> where where somebody would come and leapfrog it and get a larger base with a similar venue. I mean, so I think that's been a tremendous part of your success is just understanding how to maintain that quality, understanding what to not allow, and then executing on that and enforcing that. Talk a little bit about that, Joe. I couldn't help but notice recently you made a posting and it was about you know your role in the group and a day in the life of Joe Fastolo and, and the Masters in Real Estate Facebook group and you know letting people in. One of the things that boggled my mind when I saw that was not just the number of people that you have in the group, but the number of people blocked, it was about 30% of the actual member total. So was, I think it was 700 some. And I know probably a lot of that is spammers and people that aren't even, you know, legitimately in our area or actually legitimately in real estate. But tell us a little bit about that. Well, I do. I have 700 some odd people blocked. Those aren't people I necessarily personally blocked. Why I posted that was to give some statistics as to kind of a day in the life of me and the group. I get probably 10 requests a day to be part of the group. And, you know, I also help run a company, have my own real estate business. So I got a lot of plates spinning and I don't get to it every day. So if five days go by, there's 50 people that I need to send them the initial message to say, hey, please friend me. And then if I approve them, send them the second one saying, hey, read the rules. But so many of those are just Facebook mining programs where if someone asks to be in Masters in Real Estate and they are a member of 300 groups and we have zero mutual friends and they have no friends in the group itself, they're not the person. I mean, you're out. And I know that's a computer program digging through everything. So I block them so I don't have to block them again in a week when they run that same program. But there are some members that I have kicked out, and it's for blatantly breaking the rules. People go in there and make it an extension of their blog. Some people sort of have recruiting intentions happening. We've had a you know a couple people that made it their personal diary, and it's really not the place for that. And I try and make it as efficient as possible. And if you post something once, you know, you get lots of new members after that. They don't necessarily see it. So there are two things that I think can greatly help the efficiency in how the group operates. And one is when you post something, give us detail. If someone says, hey, I need a home inspector and that's it, or hey, I need a contractor to build a deck, that's not enough information. Maybe you should tell us, are you in Vancouver or are you in Portland? Is this a million dollar home? Is this a you know $200,000 home? Give us more information so we can give you a more complete and detailed answer. So that's the first thing. The second thing is there is a search function on the Masters in Real Estate group, Facebook group. 
I don't know that the search function shows up on phones or tablets. I never verified that myself, but I had a couple people say they couldn't search from their tablet or they didn't see it. But if you search for topics, and I even created a video and posted it, maybe the first search should be like how to search, and then you can see the video. <laughs> uh, but you can search roofer, contractor, attorney, whatever, and it will give you all the threads where those words pop up. And so if someone needs something, a sewer scope, sewer repair guy, you type in the word sewer, you're going to get all those same people that people have said again and again in, in the past. And we don't really have to be redundant within the group. You know, that, that gets back to the value point. You're trying to create a place of value to all the members, and you're just asking each member to make it as valuable as possible in whatever it is they contribute. And it's a win-win for everybody if everybody treats it that way. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that time and time again, and I think you're going to want to repeat that on our show time and time again because I think that is a that is a great, great takeaway for all of our listeners on the group. Sometimes I see those postings just over and over and over again. And again, while they're not disallowed or they're not technically you know against the rules, they do take a little bit from the quality of the group, which Joe is so feverishly trying to protect and, and has done such a great job of doing. Let's get into some specifics on those questions. We're going to talk about both best and worst, but we're going to start with worst. Just give us worst practices on the group. And I kind of talked again about being blocked. I know there's been people on the group that you have blocked and removed from the group. We definitely aren't asking for names, but give us some either scenarios or situations or even, you know, be more vague in it, that things that people need to not do if they never want to get blocked. Well, it's all in the rules, but it's not a forum to post listings, buyers that you have, anything about rentals whatsoever, no personal promotion, and no soliciting towards anyone because there's a little bit of stepping on toes. If you need a real estate assistant and you ask, I need a real estate assistant, you're potentially taking someone away from somebody else or you can't recruit for your own company for realtors. So to answer your question on the worst, we did have that going on. Somebody that was a member subscribed to a lead platform, got lots of leads, and he asked the group, give me your best people in one particular city. And so there's a lot of owners of real estate companies in the group. And, and of course, we're giving our best people who work that city who are fabulous because we're trying to get them business and give this guy an answer of someone professional but then the phone conversation that he had with all of our recommendations were completely different. He was recruiting them to work at his company to get these leads, which is absolutely off the table. And he was kicked out immediately, and I actually uh, put a pretty spirited post on there. I uh, normally try and keep it in check, but I was mad. So he got kicked out. We have another gal that kind of try to turn it into her own personal soap opera and it just it wasn't appropriate so she's out and you blocked the first time joe those seem like pretty extreme examples I'm, I'm sure you did block the first time on those but if somebody goes on there and you know they're like say somebody from a company and they, they recruit to that company do you immediately give them the death sentence do you give them a warning talk a little bit about that and, and use a couple different examples well i have to have knowledge of it since I recommended one of my brokers to this guy, this guy was 
hitting him with these texts talking about their desk fee and everything they do and provide and, and everything else. And of course, he showed it to me. So I had definite proof that this was going on. I don't always have the proof. There's one of me and there's 2,100 people in the group. So it is difficult, but I really don't mix a lot of words and I don't try and candy coat anything. So if someone asks me my honest opinion, I give them my honest answer. If I'm mad at someone, I will honestly tell them why. And there's no fluff to it. I'm very transparent and I believe in just smash mouth, you know, hit them between the eyes and tell them what they did right or did wrong. And I want that person to know why he's kicked out. And I want the group to know what actions are not tolerated. Now, on a positive note, flipping around the best of, I wanted to kind of bring to light a post, and this will kind of really segue nicely into our continued segment that we're going to have with you, Joe, moving forward. There was a post on there that was talking about an individual, was a realtor that had appraisal issues. Appraisal had come in low, and there was a lot of other people that then chimed in and had been dealing with those same problems as pretty much anybody that's been in real estate for the last few years has probably had that issue at some point or another. And I think there was a lot of really good exchange going on. There was a lot of good you know, people telling what they've done to try and combat that. How do you educate the appraiser? How do you make sure that the appraiser is doing the best job that they can do? And that seemed to me like one of the most positive, best type posts that you can get because it really asks for the masters in real estate to give their opinion and give their experience. Absolutely. I thought that was a great post. And, you know, we're so lucky. Aside from the 2008 and the following so many years, we've had a relatively pretty fantastic real estate market. So just in the last six, nine months, people are for the very first time experiencing low appraisals. And so now we have to sort of figure out how it all works because some of us have been doing it 20 plus years and it's the first time we've ever had something not hit the number. And so I thought it was very valuable because in the course of FHA appraisals, those things stick and they stick to that property for 120 days. So for four months, nobody can buy that house via FHA unless it's for that appraisal price or the regular sale price and they have to make up the difference in cash. And we were learning about all the different things you can do to make it work. I was in that situation too and I think there were a hundred ways to kill that deal and one way to make it work and we found out the solution so yeah and that's a really good example of what makes the group great because obviously you can get the input from everybody else that's you know a high quality real estate professional that's dealt with it and you can really uh, check the 99 ways off the list quickly that didn't work and try and get to that one way that can potentially help your deal work yeah, and you get some pretty lively discussions in this regards. And, you know, you could throw that question out to your company and you're going to get a bunch of realtors involved. And even further than that, you're going to get a bunch of realtors from your company. So you have a very, very narrow base of knowledge there. You throw it on Masters Depending on the company, estate. of course, right, Steve? Absolutely. <laughs> but you throw it in Masters in Real Estate and you're going to get a bunch of realtors, but you're going to get some appraisers, you're going to get some lenders. And to have that input from all those people, and I have to say, I mean, there's a level of accountability. If you're going to, you know, for most people, there are exceptions, and, and Joe blocks them, though. <laughs> yeah. But for most people, if you're going to put your picture and your name next to a message in front of 2,000 other professionals in your industry, you're going to probably take a few minutes 
you know, make sure it is factual, hopefully, and, and factual at least to your experience, and that it's going to add some value and make some sense to the public. Because if not, you know, you're going to hear about it in a few short minutes when other people tell you <laughs> that you're not being factual. Well, it's funny. Someone asked me a question in person that I didn't know the answer to, and I said, hey, let's find out. Let's throw it in Masters. And I think it was, you know, was a particular day known as holiday. Does it count as a business day and a professional inspection? We weren't quite sure. And I threw it out there and everybody, you know, the page just filled up immediately. Someone posted a link to the code of all the national holidays. And I mean, it's such a resourceful group. They're all fabulous. And we're all there to kind of help each other. And you ask a question, they're going to give you their all. They're going to post links and post different things for you to read and, and answer the question on their own experience. So it's fabulous. And you have 2,000 some odd people that are pretty techy and you ask a question, you're going to get 10 answers inside of 10 minutes. And that kind of goes right into, you know, what I'm really excited to announce, and I'll, I won't steal your thunder, Steve. I'll let you, you give the name, but we've actually got Joe to graciously agree to come back on the show. You know, we're hoping, you know, an episode a month to really talk about what's been going on in, in Masters in Real Estate and talk about the best posts and the best Q&A and answers and input and really try and get that education out there for as many people that are real estate professionals in the Portland area to really be able to absorb. So, Steve, what was the name of the segment that we'll be uh, calling? it moving forward with Joe? The best of masters in real estate, and it'll be tied to the month prior. So for example, somewhere in October, early October, I would imagine, we will have October's the best of masters in real estate. And we will bring Joe on. And what's going to be great about this is Tucker, myself and Joe, especially Joe, will be paying close attention throughout the month of September, both to posts that have already occurred as well as future posts. And we're going to pick out what really got a lively conversation, what added value to our industry. And the wonderful thing about this format, and by this format I mean a real estate podcast, is while the Masters in Real Estate, it can hit the surface with a lot of people. You could never in a million years have 2,000 people on this podcast explaining their ideas. The Masters in Real Estate can do that. But at the same time, it can only go so deep. I mean, usually the most successful posts, and I think Joe will back me on this, are usually, you know, four, five, six sentences. There's some exceptions where you have to get a little bit longer than that. But I can also tell you there's a lot of times where those lively conversations and I'm on there on Masters in Real Estate and I'll see, you know, comment, comment, comment. Whoops, skip that one. It's about, you know... 10 inches long and then go to the next one. And so that's just inherently, and I think the review world is very similar. I mean, when people post reviews on different sites, whether it's a movie or a restaurant, people like the bite-sized ones and they skip over the king-size Snickers bars. So what we're going to do, though, is Joe's going to monitor it along with us and we're going to pick those conversations that we think could go a little bit deeper. Joe is going to oftentimes bring in names of people who said fantastic things. He may even reach out to them via a private message or who knows, in all his spare time, maybe even a phone call. <laughs> and he, he may say, hey, I really liked your post. I want to mention you on a podcast that I'm a part of on a regular basis. Tell me a little bit more about your situation or why you felt that way, because I think it was a very valuable comment. So it's a way beyond just blocking people. I mean, in, in our conversation with Joe, what he appreciates appreciated was the ability to reward people in keeping the quality of this group 
at a, such a high level, it's important not just to get out the bad, but also reward the good and give them a venue where Joe can talk about what they said and even maybe go a lot deeper with it. Yeah, and you know, that's exactly right. I think the best posts are fairly short and sweet, but very detailed and not a lot of ranting. I mean, there's got to be worth to the post, not just to rant, but to solve a solution. The other thing uh, you touched on, people do ask why some people don't get into the group or why they were... Not everyone's blocked. Some people get blocked. Some people I just ignore. And then sometimes they try and get back in. It all starts with they have to friend me first. And if they don't friend me and I'm staring at their name for two weeks... There's going to be a point where I hit ignore, and that could very well be the answer. There are people we've blocked. Let's take the name John Doe. I'll block John Doe, and then all of a sudden I get a friend request from John Doe's assistant. (laughs) So that person in turn gets blocked as well. So just because someone gets blocked, I don't want you know their spouse or assistant or whomever to get in the group so the person can still be in the group. It's always hard to kind of stitch that together, but you can kind of tell what's going on sometimes. Yeah, well, it is a full-time job to be the single policing agent, too, so I I definitely applaud you for that because it's not easy. But we've been chatting for a while here, and so me and Steve here will probably wrap it up. We've taken enough of your time today, but we're super excited to have you back in a future episode to talk about Best of Masters in Real Estate for the previous month. I think it's going to be a great segment, a great show moving forward, and I'm just super excited that you told us that you would be happy to join us moving forward, so I appreciate that, Joe. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Our pleasure. Steve, before we sign off, anything more? You know, the last thing I was going to say about that is when we do have Joe on those shows, we're going to get right into Masters in Real Estate. We're not going to talk about other things we have going on those weeks. They are going to be a really special segment that we're going to get right into. And I agree with Tucker fully. I mean, this is going to be such a valuable segment that we're going to introduce to our listeners. But I think it's going to be wonderful for Masters in Real Estate, too, because moving forward, I think our goal is to help Joe improve the quality and reward those who are doing so. Yeah, I think so, too. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me, both of you. I look forward to next week's episode with you, Steve, and next month with you, Joe. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening to our show. And make sure to tune in next week for another great episode of the Portland Real Estate Podcast.